This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to a new episode of the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? That's an interesting question you ask me. How do I feel, Josh? Um, I, did, I didn't. I just said, how are you? I didn't ask how you feel. Well, I'm going to take it to the next step then, because I'm just going to imagine that you asked me how I feel, because... Um, <laughs> You know, I've I've gone through a, a series of emotions leading up to this podcast, and I think a lot of our <laughs> listeners can relate. Um, I have been very angry uh, the last <laughs> week or so. Uh-huh. I mean, since since you're an, you're an angry person, so this isn't this isn't out of the out of you know out of the ordinary. I would no, say. it's not out of the clear blue sky. Anyone who knows me knows that I that I'm. I'm I'm like uh, described I'm a self-described Hulkamaniac, and I do like to <laughs> do like to break things. But I, I went from I went from you were happy with that when that when that legal case came through last week. You were pretty happy about that, right? I was the yeah. Hulk the Hulk Cocker legal case. Yeah, my my Hulkamaniac message board was lighting up like nothing else. <laughs> Uh, so I moved on from anger to depression, and uh, after the Crystal Palace Everton game, which happened just hours before we're now recording this podcast, went to a dark place, very dark place. And what I'm hoping that we accomplish here in this episode, Josh, is that we come out the other side, that we come out invigorated. I want to feel, I right. want to feel recharged and better about my uh, otherwise yeah. really crummy team. I agree because if you if you go on to uh, if, if anywhere where there's fantasy Premier League chatter going on right now, you know, fantasy football scout, uh, transfer hub, uh, Twitter, you've heard about this Twitter site, right, Brandon? Yeah, a lot, I had, of, I, a lot I, of fantasy I, chance I had, talk on there. I had my grandson set up an account for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, Twitter and, and elsewhere, everyone is just like very, very uh, upset right now about uh, how. Well, the, okay, I, I, okay. This is really where this is an interesting week because it's, can we it's, can it's we call it where, can we call it blank Kaku Gate? 
Yeah, we could call it that. It's, that sounds like a bird, actually. It sounds like a it sounds like a bird of paradise in okay. uh, Malaysia or something. <laughs> All right, we'll work uh, on it. We'll work on it. Yeah, uh, but this is a week where um, many many managers wildcarded. Probably, you know, of the manager, like, you know, sort of active managers, a huge number. You know, I, unfortunately, I don't have the number in front of me, uh, but you know, a significant number of managers. Certainly, a lot of managers who uh, longtime managers take the game very seriously, who have been sort of strategizing and getting ready for the big game week 34 wildcarded this week. And, you know, as happens when you wildcard, you end up partying with a lot of players, a lot of great players you've had for a long time. Yeah. So someone like Toby Alderweireld, he's gone. You know, somebody like... Bye-bye, um, Toby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, Jamie Vardy, uh, Harry Kane in a lot of, in a lot of cases. Um, you know, just a significant number, uh, anyone on Chelsea, you know, just a significant number of players that that you've picked up over the last, you know, 20 odd game weeks. For me, I had like so much dead weight that I was getting rid of. And I had Jack Butland on my roster. I had um, I had Russell Martin on there forever. You yeah. know, it's just this great like, mess. He gave you uh, George R. R. Russell Martin gave you a few parting gifts before he left. So a couple <laughs> of clean sheets. Yeah, he did. Actually. Which are about, nice, about as nice rare part. as that bird, Blankaku Gate. Uh, he still may have more goals than clean sheets this year. Uh, so <laughs> what a player. Uh, so the problem was uh, many, many of the players. That it, OK, so it's like the laundry list of players who performed well this week. Uh, it's, it's like a, it's a, it, the laundry list of players performed well. The laundry list of like most drop players are like it's like one in one. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Vardy, Toby and um, and Gilpy Sigurdsson. You know, all, sure, all or, players or, or Deli Ali is in that Deli Ali with, with yeah. Wolfie too. Players with huge, huge ownership, uh, you know, were dropped and then they and then they did really well. And of course, if you aren't taking the game super seriously, or if you're just taking it somewhat seriously, um, or maybe you didn't know that you can't wild card and play a triple captain the same week, any number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, that you maybe you played your wild card, you know, ten weeks ago. As I'm kind of feeling like now, I should have. Uh, <laughs> You know, well, what happened then is that all of these players performed and this double game week advantage was really it was kind of lost in some ways because you're already not going to get those points back. No, you, know? <laughs> no, like, you there's can't no get them back. And, and then on top of that, can you even get the players back? I mean, we're, we're sort of have, right. being forced to go back on our hands and knees to beg the Toby Alderwilds of the world to come back to our team. The air, yeah, and the, if you drop... If you drop Riyad Mahrez, there's there's no getting him back. I mean, you know, not. I mean, you you, you might have lost a million in value. You know, his price has risen so high. I think he started the season at five point five, and he's like something like seven point five now, something like that. So we're we're, str- like we're we're struggling with that emotion of uh, we thought we left an ugly girl behind for for the next beautiful girl, and and here we are now. Yeah, reflecting on, on how how good we had it, but but we didn't have it all that bad this week. You. You especially, Josh. You had, you had a pretty decent week, all things considered. Now, that's true. I'm playing the role of the sympathetic person, but I actually had a, I had a quite a good game week. Um, I had uh, 82 points. Uh, as we're recording this podcast, they haven't updated uh, the overall points yet, but uh, I'm certainly in for a green arrow, I would expect. Um, and uh, Joel Robles is the one who really came. So two things happened. One is I went back and forth on uh, David De Gea and Joel Robles. And ultimately decided that Robles, uh, 1.5 million cheaper was just a better option because, you know, just opened up all this team. And for someone who has very little team value like I do, because right. uh, my team has been such like such garbage all year, it was like having that 1.5 million was super, super crucial. Uh, and then Robles comes through today uh, with um, 
So, okay, so let's take another – like I'll take one more step back here. Keep, keep I, like, going back. Back it up, Josh. <laughs> beep, I, beep. I planned the hell out of my wild card. I mean it is a it – was, it was a tricky wild card for me because I had to do two things. One is I, I – I, okay, so you had to decide first of all, are you going to wild card? Are you going to do the bench boost or the triple captain in game week 34? So right. I decide I'm doing – by the way, this is a podcast like – if you're just new to the fantasy game or like you think this is more soccer than fantasy, like you are out. All right. This yeah. is so Yeah, <laughs> if if you're here because George Koreshi on Howler's Dummy <laughs> podcast told you to come visit us, we're yeah. we're sorry. We're it's, very yeah, sorry. It's better in the first half of the season. You know, it's a little more general interest. Uh so I decide I'm going triple captain in game week thirty four. I'm not gonna reveal yet, although we should talk through that later, uh who I'm gonna triple captain. Uh but I, so because I because I was doing that, I didn't need a team full of double game week players. You know, I just needed somewhere between like ten and eleven. And uh, the other move that I was really happy with, and this is so, so see, I wanted to build a team that was that was strong enough, and that I wouldn't have to burn any points in game week thirty five. You know, a number of teams aren't playing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I also wanted at least a few differentials, just players who I wasn't really hearing anybody else talk about on the on the forums. And so, you know, one of them was Simone Mignole, who um, is a bit of a risk because Liverpool don't tend to keep a lot of clean sheets. But, uh, you know, their two home fixtures are excellent in game week 34. They're uh, away to Bournemouth and home to Everton and um, certainly could keep clean sheets in both those matches. Yeah, I don't think uh, Everton got the ball beyond the midfield line today against Crystal Palace. (laughs) So I think that pick is looking pretty good. Ross Barkley did hit every piece of the the corner of the netting. Uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, so I, but the other move was uh, actually the last move I made. Uh, we had dinner with some friends on Friday night, uh, and I drank uh, quite a lot. And I, I just haven't been drinking that much, so it's like you know, it's that kind of thing where when, what are we when, talking like ga- Gatorade, uh, lemon lime seltzer water? Yeah, just a lot of water. So I just you were I was very hydrated. Water, no, but it was just you know, it was one of those nights where like you. You're having fun, and you like you start like digging around on top of your fridge to find old bottles of liquor because you just don't want the night to end. You know, sure. you're pulling yeah. out like uh-huh. you know an, an eighth of a fifth. You're like, oh yeah, we can drink this. <laughs> well, we uh, have a, we have a word for that, Josh, and that's uh, tutty, right? The tutty, yeah, totally unnecessary drink, which is usually the best drink of the night. Absolutely. So uh, we um, so so that you know, night ends. Uh, my wife falls asleep. Uh, I, of course, get to the serious business of, of making sure that I'm happy with all the moves on my fantasy team. Uh, and so I make one last move uh, right before I go to bed, which is that I was planning on keeping Harry Kane. And I decided that Jamie Vardy was the player that I wanted to bring in. Uh, or the, So I actually dropped Vardy. All right? So I actually lost a little money. Uh, this is, this is such a story, Josh. This is quite a tale you're spinning out of you you keeping Jamie Vardy. <laughs> you think I'm making this up? <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, so I just I felt like I'm no just saying you're 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 you're, uh, you're unfurling it in such dramatic fashion. Well, it was a, it was an eleven point swing. That is a, I'm sorry, eleven points is a lot for me. Maybe maybe for you, eleven points is nothing. That's just you, you want eleven, 11 points, points. I'll give straight. you eleven points. I'll give you eleven points. I don't care. Doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> so I uh, so I decided to bring in Vardy. I thought it was a really nice differential pick. Only differential in a sense. I mean, obviously his ownership is like. Uh, he's, he's at 50% ownership. Uh, so he's only differential in the very small micro world of fantasy nerds that talk to each other on Twitter and, and Facebook and whatever. But it's, a, it's an uh, obvious but, drop because he'd gone completely cold, hadn't scored in how many games, and uh, 
yep, that's a slot that could have easily be be filled. A lot of people probably already filled it like me with Lukaku. Right. And I, I yeah, which is how, which is the move I'd made earlier in the week. Um, but my feeling was just that he, um, that Sunderland don't keep any clean sheets, uh, that I don't like, they're not a very intelligent defense and, you know, a defense is not, that's not going to, you know, that's, that's, it's just a defense he could beat with his pace. And so, um, so that worked out really well. So yeah, 82 points in the end, uh, Robles and Vardy were really the, the keys. Outstanding. It sounds like you're pretty well set up then for week 35. Cause for me, I sort of, I, I I wanted it both ways. How many ways. points did you finish with? I finished with 65 points, and I have a lot of regrets with my wild card because I think I sort of uh, went for some sort of middle ground, and I'm not entirely set up for bench boost. I'm marginally set up for, I mean, it, you would be set up for triple captain regardless because somebody you probably brought in some heavy hitter like an Alexis Sanchez or you held on to Aguero. So a triple captain in 34 is always on the cards. Roberto Firmino. Uh, yeah, Firmino. Okay, yeah, I guess we'll get to that. You're you're already chomping at the bit for the triple cap discussion, but I I'm kind of screwed for game week 35 because I I currently have I think eight players that I can field, and my two my two main defensive transfers that I wild carded have blown up in my face over the course of game week 33. First was Phil Jagielka who. Blew his hamstring. He he twanged it yeah, like in in the 89th minute or something like that. It was it was like right at the end of the match. Just absolutely horrifying. So that nullifies his I'm double so game delighted. week this week, and then it nullifies his double game week next week because he's not slated to get back until the Liverpool match. Which who who knows if he's even going to be able to start that. And Felix right. Morey is he's got a lot of minutes under his belt in the league, and I don't think they'd have any reservations about starting him in a game like that. Um, yeah. I mean, a few reservations we could talk about, but not a, not not enough, to, not a lot. And then, of course, yeah. there's Darmian. So this is a roll of the dice to begin with, because Louis yeah. Van Gaal's defensive. I thought about is, Darmian. I won't pretend that I didn't think about Darmian too. Marcus Rojo, I thought about him as well. So I feel like in the span of half a day, everyone went from Darmian's nail to, well, because Rojo got yanked at halftime the previous match, to, well, Rojo is definitely just fatigued, and he's nailed when he's fit. And mm-hmm. uh, I ended up going Darmian. I will say I will say this for the record, and it's just, this is hindsight 2020, but I did give Fosu Mensa uh, a brief thought because I thought he looked fantastic yeah. that half that he did come on as a sub for Rojo. Problem is, you know, he played on Sunday, he plays Wednesday. I mean, is, is he going to play on Saturday? Is he going to play? You know, it's like there's no outside of Chris Mullin and David De Gea, you cannot. Like you, you couldn't bet money on any of the other defenders to start because we just were never talking know. about this on G Chat about how ludicrously expensive Chris Smalling is for what a what a like ordinary defender he is. And yeah, you've got to be a little worried about Darmian, right? Because it's a it's a nil nil game. Uh, they sub off uh, Fusumensa. Did I say his name right? Fosumensa. Fosu Mensa, and then they, they bring on Darmian and they concede three goals and lose three nothing. And it's all not a ring endorsement. And all three goals came from Darmian's side, and he was he was left looking on. I mean, it was three own goals, wasn't it? Yeah, he he was he was like a rogue uh, FIFA online pro player who just took control of the game and decided to ruin everyone's fun. No, it, it was, <laughs> that happens. So, have you ever, have you been in a game where that happened? Oh, it happens all the time, man! It happens all the time. 
That's why you need to get get set up with a proper online club so you don't have to deal with the drop-in matches. That's my advice to you, Josh, if you ever pick up FIFA. What happens? You just quit the game? Like, there's no other recourse, I guess, right? You can't, can you knock them off? Can you, like, can you, like, make a, fo- like, can you, like, uh, if you, if you're lucky file enough, a complaint or something? <laughs> if you're lucky enough to be the captain in that particular drop in match, you could conceivably sub the guy out of the game. Um, okay. But yeah, th- it just happens more time than it's, it's worth discussing. And there's just a bunch of 10 year olds out there who just got the game for the first time and they're killing some, killing 15 minutes. I right, wish him the right. best of luck. Wonderful kids. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a performance by Darmian that it's like a season-ending performance by him. He he destroyed that game for United. And I would fear he he doesn't see many more minutes the rest of the season. But, again, the rotation is a complete mystery. So, anyway, I mean, the, the only bright spot I had this week was Wayne Hennessy, which we were talking before we started recording the pod. Every time I've started him this season, I've had him for quite a long time now. It, yeah. He has, he has lost a clean sheet in, in real desperate form. But I got 18 <laughs> points from him, and that, that, that ultimately... It's huge. Save your... Saves your at least it keeps you even, right? Keeps you like you may not, you may get like a little red arrow, but it wouldn't be a big one. I wouldn't think the most ludicrous points I got uh, were from uh, a little bit of a just filling up my bench. Simon Francis for Bournemouth at four point one million. Oh, I brought yeah. him in just to fill up my bench, and I had and I started him over Darmian, and he got he got in an assist, almost on for a clean yeah. sheet. I know you always assume the the, the, the most ill intentions for me, but I, I when I texted you on Saturday morning, I I did mean it when I said, uh, "Ooh, nice pick." <laughs> oh, speaking <laughs> nice of, okay, of I, I want I want a, I want a truthful response from you, Josh. So okay. a, anyone who's in a head-to-head competition can relate to this, or anyone who's. We've mm-hmm. also been talking about the game of the board game of diplomacy recently, mm-hmm. and uh, even though I just say. There yeah, we, even though I just sent you a picture of the other game we're playing on Saturday. Uh, Risk, I, the, the game of global yeah. domination. I can't wait. <laughs> so you you emailed me. I think it was Friday afternoon. You emailed me uh, how many Crystal Palace and Everton are you getting? Or was it how many Crystal Palace? And then you followed that up by saying, uh, who? Who do you have from Crystal Palace and Everton? Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, I think I meant it. You see, you always assume that I'm playing some kind of game with you, and you are. I'm you're not. playing a game. You're playing a game right now. I'm sure you are. This whole this whole podcast has been an elaborate long con. <laughs> I was like, how how many how many head to head game weeks can I get down on Brandon before I before I do a late charge and, so after, uh, and sweep the last after weeks? this week it, we're head to head. I have nineteen and you have fourteen, so it's an automatic right. push for me. But you've won four out of the last five head to heads, and I am yeah. just convinced that I'm not going to win another one. And it's going to be <laughs> like when Liverpool. It's going to be the Gerard slip for me. Well, week 35 is going to be a tough one for you if you only have eight players. Uh, 34 is your chance. So, yeah, who's your triple captain in 34? Uh, I have, the, here's when I make an aside to the always cheating listeners and Josh can't hear when I say I'm actually fielding a very strong team for game week 35. <laughs> I can't believe I duped him into that. Uh, <laughs> it's all mine. It's all mine to lose. All right, oh, Josh, I, who am I going to triple captain? I'm not sure. I, okay. Probably I, Simon I Francis. I think I know who I'm in a triple captain, and I and I will answer truthfully if you answer truthfully. 
Sure. No, yeah. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got no games. No games. No games. Actually, right. I don't know. I told myself I wouldn't do this again. <laughs> All right. Fine. All right. We won't, we won't do it then. Maybe, we'll reveal. Maybe later. Not right okay, now. Okay. Maybe. All right. Yeah. We'll see. I, I know you're, you're a little. You're a little. Um. You're feeling the effects of a tough game week right now. So I, I won't. We, I won't. We push still you have off. another hour and a half of this podcast to go. So I'm sure it'll <laughs> slip out at some point. <laughs> all right, so those are uh, all right. Those, let's, those let's, are our personal game weeks, right? Let's get right into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A brief forty-seven minutes. Hey, can later. we can we just take a quick second? I mean, we joked about it, but we we got a bunch of new listeners to the podcast last week, and I think we'd be maris- I think we'd be remiss if we yes. didn't take a moment remiss. to welcome welcome all of our new listeners who are joining the always cheating uh, community of brilliant and noble fantasy managers. Do you want to welcome them individually or just or just we're going to just we're just going to roll a stream of credits at the uh, (laughs) spoken spoken word credits at the end of the (laughs) podcast. So if you were new to the pod last week, uh, stay tuned. I will read your name out loud. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Like romper room. We'll uh, have like a magnifying glass out. Uh, all right, so um, okay, so we've done our recap. Uh, let's get into so game week thirty three. We can't really talk about the Hail Cheaters Super League uh, because um, points are updated. Uh, a lot of subs came. A lot of players didn't play or only got. Oh yeah, so like the Kevin De Bruyne thing was was you didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, so that was pretty. The the two sort of attacking punts were for me were Kevin De Bruyne and Anthony Martial. So Martial, I'm less concerned with because. He looks nailed on, and United Good have defense. lots of great fixtures coming up. Uh, De Bruyne was frustrating because that's a heavy hitter transfer right there. And if you have a heavy yeah. hitter during leading into a major, probably the biggest game week of the season, and he's coming off of one point. Now, I mean, it, it just rubs yeah. salt on the wound that he scores uh, two goals prior to this game, Champions League and League match. And now he's yeah. scored a brilliant goal against PSG again. So, yeah, he'd know. be an interesting triple captain option. But now you have this concern about whether he'd even whether he's going to start, you know, the, the two game weeks in five days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, to to work yourself up to a gamble like that for game week 34 after sort of the the depression that was game week 33, it's it's going to be tough yeah. for me. But but I wouldn't I yeah. wouldn't discount it. All right. So well any, anyway, it was a strange game week though in general. Um there was uh well in and uh, Coutinho didn't start either. Uh I had so I actually I got really lucky. Um Sacco didn't start and so I ended up picking up 8 points from Danny Simpson off the bench. Um, just a, yeah, just a very kind of a strange game week overall. So, uh, we're not going to talk about the hail cheater super league yet because, uh, the scores aren't updated and they're kind of all over the place and subs haven't been made. So we'll, uh, we'll post those on uh, Twitter and Facebook tomorrow. Uh, once that's all been updated or maybe later tonight, if it gets Absolutely. up, Absolutely. Uh, follow you know, us so. at hail cheaters or Facebook. It's uh, always cheating. So yeah, you'll post the table there. Awesome. You'll get, you'll so let's all get, get your proper shout outs. Let's get right. Okay, so Brandon, we have uh, slightly different. I, I hate doing this because I actually hate podcasts that change the format all the time. But it's such a crazy stretch right now with all of these double game weeks. So we, we talked about double game weeks last time, and I, I, I feel like I, we need to mix it up a little bit because the last podcast I thought was so serious. You know, we had so much content. So, okay. so this time around, we're going to talk about Twitter gripes. We're going to analyze key questions from game week thirty-three, and then we're going to stop talking. In, in the podcast. And then I'm right. going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter gripes, 
key questions for Game Week 33, and then we're out. So let's okay. get right into it. Okay, let's, let's All right. go for it. First Twitter gripe comes from Sarah. These are these are not uh, gripes about the Twitter itself. I could fill a whole podcast just complaining about Twitter and all the various things I hate on Twitter. Uh, we should do that. Like the end of the season should just be us talking about how much we hate Twitter for an hour. Uh, nor nor are they gripes just about uh, life in general. Like like why are why are there not uh, enough chips in this bag of chips? They're they're actual gripes about about fantasy Premier League. Do I have that right? Wait, how many chi- how many chips do you need? You get you get three plus the plus the two <laughs> two wild cards. <laughs> no, you get you get the bag of crisps for our for our friends across the pond. Uh, mm. You need like the bag is mostly filled with air, and you've got a a couple. It's of funny. I just it's funny you say that because I I just recently bought a fifty cent bag of Doritos, and I was amazed by how few chips were in there. You it's like that? seven Doritos. <laughs> That's a Twitter gripe. Add it to the list. <laughs> It is. Uh, all right. Uh, first uh, Twitter grab comes from our friend uh, Siraj Garish. Hey, Siraj. Uh, and, he's, and he says, uh, hey, Josh and Brandon, uh, any tips on staying calm after being completely screwed over by Lukaku? <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. If you weren't going to captain Lukaku, who were you going to captain? Let's let's say that let's say that you were going to wild card regardless, right? So if you wild card, there was a pretty good chance you were going to get rid of um, Vardy anyway. So the player that most people would have captained, I would think, um, let's, let's say there's maybe two, two different players you might have captained. You might have captained Alexis Sanchez. You might have captained um, uh, Sergio Aguero. Sure. Uh, maybe you would have captained Harry Kane. That certainly would have been reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Man, man's so, in scorching hot form. Yeah. If there were no double game weeks, we were, none of us would have been captaining uh, Lukaku given his recent form. But... Uh, if you know, Lukaku did end up picking up. I mean, the thing about the double game week is it's hard. It's hard to get totally screwed. You know, he did pick up four points, which isn't awesome. But if you still have Aguero in your team, he picked up nine. It cost you five points. It's not like it's not terrible. Lukaku was one point away from the famous always cheating Giroud. Yeah, is, he almost as we all one know point a five point score. Exactly. He, he was one point away from Giroud. Uh, and you know, uh, if you picked up Alexis, I think a Sanchez only picked, ended up with seven points in the end. So, you know, you lost three points there. Um, Harry Kane, you would have lost points on. Uh, so, you know, kind of across the board, there were a lot of, um, you know, just, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily have worked out that well, you know, if you didn't have Lukaku and the other side of it is that so many managers captain Lukaku for this double game week that we're all kind of in the same boat together. It's not like, uh, you know, you could have captain Lukaku or, Ross Barkley or something like that, you know. Absolutely. Uh, that, that takes all the yeah. sting out of it for me, knowing that everybody else brought in and Captain Lukaku. So so why why even sweat it? For me, the, mo- the more depressing thing about it is knowing that we all have to play Lukaku for another double game week in game week <laughs> Possibly <34. two. laughs> and, and And just suffer these... <clears throat> suffer this insufferable Everton team again. And we were talking about this the other day about how disinterested Lukaku gets. And I mean, maybe if he's not even disinterested, he's just completely disconnected from the rest of the attacking play on that team right now. Yeah. And we don't mean disinterested like a judge. We mean disinterested like like he's not, he's just not engaged with the game. Like a sullen teenager, basically. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is not, we're not talking about, we're not talking about Oliver Wendell Holmes here. It's like he got he, he didn't get into the college of his choice and then he's just he's just sitting in the back of the classroom with his That's actually that's actually a pretty apt comparison because that's I think that's how he's feeling right now. He's like 
I am a 23 year old, you know, six one, whatever he is, uh, like goal scoring machine. And I'm on a team that completely sucks and I don't care anymore. And I've, he's basically already said he's going to leave in the summer and he's so checked out. Where does he go? Where did, does Lukaku stay in the premier league? Yeah. Or does I think I, you can see him at like PSG. Like if, um, if Zlatan, if, uh, leaves. Zlat- if Zlatan leaves, which, which it sounds like he might, you could see him going know. to Italy, possibly. Yeah, I'd see Italy before PSG. PSG seems like of that Real Madrid mold where they they tend to oh. sign marquee players that sell jerseys, and, and Lukaku quite isn't yeah. there yet. But yeah, he, I'd be he's terrified. not going to Barcelona. He's not going to Bayern. He's not going to. I mean, you could see Arsenal Wolf, picking Wolfsburg, him up, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Wolfsburg, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mar- yeah. Bar- Borussia Mönchengladbach, perhaps. <laughs> That Everton Everton team is going to be torn apart over the summer, right? I mean, yeah, it probably will be. There's a lot of talk about uh, uh, Ross Barkley going to Man U as well. Okay. It probably has to be. There's some, there's some there's something wrong with the with the heart of that team. It's they should be better than they are. I don't know. There's you know like that defense is actually pretty solid, and I, I don't I don't totally understand. I guess that's something to do with. I mean, even McCarthy is. I don't know. It's there's something about the way that team. I guess they need a. A stronger defensive midfielder or something uh, to to shore things up. I don't know. Gareth Barry has played some excellent games for them. They're, they're just reverting to the Roberto Martinez mean. The where yeah, where Wiggins they still have. I mean, Leighton Baines, Seamus Coleman, Funes Mori, and Jake Yelka when he's healthy, or John Stones for that matter. Those are very good defenders. Yeah. I mean, not not even just from a fantasy perspective, which is good defenders. Yeah, uh, and that that should be clicking better than it is. And yeah, I, I think you'd have to blame uh, Martinez. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that, like, basically almost the exact same version of this team almost made the Champions League last year. And now they're in, like, 13th place and can't score. Right. You know, it's it's bizarre. Okay, uh, all right. so, so, so basically tips to stay calm for getting screwed by Lukaku is just think about how you're getting screwed by the entire Everton team. Right, exactly. Is that exactly. our message yeah, to spread, Siraj? Spread the hate around a little bit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Kofi, also on Twitter... Uh, says, uh, will the real Lukaku please stand up? Now, I assume he's making a, uh, a I'm Slim Shady reference. <laughs> M&M, uh, right? Detroit, Detroit native M- 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 M&M. Detroit native M&M. Now, Slim Shady uh, does uh, rolls off the to- tongue a little better than Lukaku. Let's see, like, I'm Lukaku, I'm Lukaku. Will the, ple- will the real Lukaku please stand up? Is that how that song goes? Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm Slim Shady. I'm the real Slim Shady. Uh, all the other Slim Shadies are just imitators, right? Something like that. Yeah, find and replace with Lukaku, podcast. and That's... you see see if that song is a hit. If we if we do a find <laughs> replace with Lukaku for Slim Shady. Yeah, I think I think we saw. We, okay, so this is kind of like man. You know, I was thinking about Man United earlier today, uh, and you know they they lose three nothing to to Spurs, and they. Um, you know, and they win, you know, two one uh, against West Ham in the uh, in the FA Cup, and you're like, well, how can this be? How can they be so good one day and, and so bad the next? And yeah, the answer is that they're they're mediocre. You know, <laughs> just like that's what a mediocre team does. Yeah. You know, they they win a fair amount and they lose a fair amount. And you know, I, I think that Lukaku is like a he's not mediocre. I mean, on the on the course of the season, he has you know twenty almost twenty goals, maybe right, maybe just shy of twenty goals, eighteen, nineteen, something like that. Um, probably more than 20 when you include all competitions. Um, and they're still in the FA Cup semifinal for that matter. Um, but he's just, he's just not a consistent, he's not a great striker. Yeah. Right. He's a a near great striker. And we may be asking a, a bit too much. These were two away fixtures. 
I mean, granted, it's Watford and Crystal Palace. They're not the staunchest of, uh, um, right. they're not the hardest of opponents, but there are two now, fixtures, and uh, you can't expect a guy to just light up with a brace in, within the span of five days. He used to track back more, though. I feel like there was there, there were a few moments in this Crystal Palace game where he felt like he was combining with Barkley a little bit. Actually, almost there, there were two different times. One where he laid out for Barkley, the, uh, Barkley went off the post. The other time when Barkley fed, um, the cocky really should have scored in the first half. Uh, we were like, that was the, that was Everton, you know, in the first half of the season. Yeah. Those guys were really looking up well. And then you had De La Feo adding some creativity before it became like a fucking step over clinic with him every time he had the ball. Uh, and he was, he was, he was absolutely ridiculous in the, in the game on Saturday, the Watford game. Yeah. It was I insane. I mean, like he was over the ball so much. He's got to pass it. I couldn't watch the game after like the first 30 minutes. I think it was pretty clear after 30 minutes yeah. that, that it was going to yeah. be blank, blank gate. Yeah, but yeah that they've the, all they've they become a little predictable now in the latter part of the season. It's either down the wings for a cross or they hoof the ball up the middle and yeah. And Lukaku's hold up play, he yeah, he's not tracking back and also I think his hold up is not as good. He's not as comfortable seemingly as comfortable trapping the ball and bringing it down and bringing people into the into the attack. Is, and is it that he's not comfortable that he just doesn't care? It you know be. that he's just not yeah. Hey, uh, if you're try, I mean, you if you're trying him, to uh broker a move to uh to Benfica, wouldn't you think you'd try a little harder? Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to get to Real Zaragoza, you gotta you gotta try a little bit harder. Uh, yeah, it just it was. Come on, Rom, you you can do better than that. Uh, all right, uh, Nachi Vardy. Uh, it's a good name. I like that name. Any uh, on Twitter? Uh, yep, uh, it's actually Jamie Vardy. It's a pseudonym. Oh, what a pseudonym. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do do much to hide it, did he? That's true. That's actually it's interesting. Like I don't know if you saw someone posted uh, that Stoke City have a uh, a full like there's a there's a mini Stoke City league of like real players, and uh, Jack Butland is currently the overall points leader in that league. Oh, and the fa- they're doing fantasy. You mean? Yeah, they have their own fantasy league. Yeah. Huh. How about that? Uh, I like that. Yeah. Wonder if uh, I wonder so if he Jack says, Butland listens to Always Cheating. Um, actually, I've got it. Nachi Vardy is actually Jack Butland. Wow, my mind is blown. Uh, he says, I thought Man United's uh, Rashford, Marshall, and De Gea could win, so I benched Ali and Alderweireld. Uh, that he's, is... Uh, he's got a little frowny face there, I think. Is a little frowny here. face there, too. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Uh, De, Gea, De Gea seems reasonable uh, yeah, to De, me. Classic, I, you know. classic save keeper as well. So save points are probably locked, even if the clean sheet isn't kept. I certainly, I mean, you saw it in the in the West Ham game this afternoon. I certainly wouldn't have been surprised if uh, if that game was nil nil. Um, you know, I could have. Uh, could have, I mean, it was nil nil until what the sixty seventh minute. Yeah, until um, our good friend yeah. Matteo Darmian stepped on the pitch. Ali hadn't really done anything recently. Um, uh, I don't really understand benching Alderweireld because he's just so dangerous as an attacker. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, I think, we I all think the mistakes. conventional. I think that maybe the conventional thinking was um, that United was good for a goal. I mean, he's mentioning here Rashford and Martial, and by the way, Josh, the appropriate pronunciation is Martial. Okay, you've been to Paris. Did you see Rashford's goal uh, against West Ham this afternoon? I did. It was outstanding. It was. It was a great goal. 
That guy, that's that's ridiculous. Like he just came out of nowhere. I mean, I guess you have to. You see, you see that there's like a there's a something like like bubbling up in this Man U team. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen under Van Gaal, but you see, you know, Rashford and uh, Martial is like Martial's like nineteen, yeah. right? And, and Lingard, and, uh, another young Lingard. De Gea is only twenty three or twenty four. Um, although, is he going to leave at the end of the season? Presumably, presumably yeah. he's going to Madrid. Uh, so, you know, I get it. Six weeks left. You got to take some risks. Didn't work out for you, Nachi, but you know, I think you're set up. Yeah. I would keep the faith. I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah. game week 34, that's very, two very bankable clean sheets for United. They're playing my favorite clean sheet bankable team, Aston Villa. And, and then they have Crystal Palace who, my God, just watching them against Everton up one man, uh, they, they did everything in their power to not score. It was incredible. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm I, I, my favorite player that I didn't bring in uh, during my wild card was uh, David De Gea because I, I just I think there's a pretty good chance to have two clean sheets, uh, but I just couldn't make it work. You can't make couldn't it find all. the cash. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have any other Twitter gripes, Josh? Uh, last one, uh, last gripe, uh, and I, I asked for some 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 bad beat stories. That was not not you shared a bad beat story and. Uh, Jordy Wilson says, uh, my rival had a defense of Joel Ward, Alberto Moreno. And by the way, that was 18 points for Ward, 12 points for Moreno. Uh, Toby Alderweireld, 15 points. And uh, Wes Morgan, 6 points. Uh, he says, I wildcarded and got 30 points fewer than my previous team. <laughs> uh, that is – the Alderweireld one was the, was the worst. That that because it just it hurt the team my team value so much you know it just yeah. not, not my team value but it hurt my my, my overall rank uh, yeah. because he's such a wily on player um, and just any time a player with that level of ownership gets fifteen points and you don't have him it's just it's just a killer yeah and Alderwild is a player that you can look at that sort of uh, typifies the anguish that the wild carders this week felt of Toby is yeah. a nailed on guy for every he's a template player but then. No double game week for Spurs, so everyone drops Toby, and there he is with pretty expensive. Points. Yeah, you're not yep. going to get him back, and 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 there he is with 15, and that just adds to the to the depression that we're here to squash. We're here to make everyone right. everyone feel better about that. So, yeah, how, how do we make ourselves feel better about not having Toby on our team anymore? I think we just we just we got to leave we game just, week 33 in the dust. <laughs> yeah. But let's let okay. So that's not, that's enough gripes right now. Let's get into the key questions from game week thirty three. You know, so we're actually we're going right back into the muck, Brandon. Right back into the muck and mire. Uh, we're going to use it to plan for game week thirty four and beyond. Okay. All uh, right. So what, why, don't you, why don't you start this one? Well, let's see if start if I can possibly be any help. So I guess what we're going to talk about is in terms of key issues from game week thirty three is all looking forward to game week 34 and i think ben Dor on twitter who at ben Dor 39 he he put it best who are the most important players to have in the coming weeks and i think that's how we're going to try and frame these key issues from game week 33 so we've got bullets here for all the teams and and let's start with the teams that don't have double game weeks and that's lester and spurs okay so everybody everybody to some extent got rid of or shed players from Leicester City and Tottenham with their wild card. And uh, were were they worth giving up? Um, Was it a mistake? And are there any players from Spurs or Leicester going into game week 34 and beyond that we need to target to get back into our squads? 
Basically, are there any an, must-haves at this point? Yeah, it's an interesting issue for me right now because I had uh, I had the idea was to, to bring Jamie, Jamie Vardy back in for the Sunderland match. The idea was actually it was going to be a one-week punt, and once that was over, I was going to uh, I was going to bring in a striker for the double game weeks. Uh, but now, I I mean. He scored two goals. He's probably confident again. They're home against a West Ham team that can't keep a clean sheet. Who am I bringing in that's that much better than Jamie Vardy, who also has a fixture in game week 35? Yeah. You know, if it was just, if it was just a one-off, that would be one thing. But there's a good chance he could score like 13 points in this game week as well, especially because he's on pens. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the only other person you'd you'd replace him with would be a Liverpool striker, I guess. And Daniel Sturridge is much more expensive than Jamie Vardy right. and equal to arguably I'm, 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 lesser I'm, value. I'm, I'm, I'm tripled up on Arsenal and Liverpool already. So I, I couldn't even bring in uh, either of those two teams. So I'm looking at... You know, which is probably a probably problem that a lot of people have. You know, so you're looking at, you're looking at Mitrovic, who... Uh, is a player that I've never been that excited about. I, I thought the Mitrovic thing was a little overblown to begin with. I mean, the guy doesn't even start every match. Yeah, as as with everything with Newcastle, the Wijnaldum thing just hasn't borne out over the course of the season for right. however much promise he showed. There's there's and and of course my gambit with um, John Joe Shelby versus Andre Ayew hasn't panned out <laughs> since he moved to Newcastle. Yeah, it's just never a team to to stake to stake anything on so what okay yeah. let, let, let me pose a question to you josh what if somebody comes <laughs> to you and says hey i dumped vardy for my wild card team i'm going into game week 34 and i'm considering getting rid of lukaku for jamie vardy is i i would not do that uh just i mean lukaku was too good of a striker and i don't know i just feel like Okay, so Lukaku you know, is coming up in game week 34. He has a double where Vardy does not. Right, right. Vardy, home to West Ham. Home to West Ham. So that's there has that's to be hard a better. There has to be a better move you can make on your team than dropping Lukaku for Jamie Vardy. Like you know whether whether you're bench boosting or whether you're just looking to make a, a different transfer. I feel like that is not a move I would be making. Like I, I like, I know like there's like, it's, it's easy to knee jerk after Lukaku blanks two in a row. Right. But I, I don't think he's going to blank four matches in a row. <laughs> that that uh, would, that would know, be truly astounding. It would be very, it would be astounding. It would be very surprising if that happened. Yeah, uh, a nice so. budget fit there though. If, if you're looking to scrap Lukaku for another double game week player is Anthony Martial, who is cheaper than Lukaku at this point. But, of course, that's another blank for game week 35. So Martial is the player that I that I would at least think about bringing in. Yeah. Uh, just because that, mostly because that Aston Villa fixture is so tempting. Right. Uh, and the Aston Villa team is, is effectively relegated. Uh, I think, is, uh, I think like a couple of teams have to score one point basically and then they're then they're effectively relegated um and uh yeah so and then so it's aston villa and chris Palace at home the problem is this man united team has the unique ability to to be the least enjoyable team to watch in the premier league you know they they will always find a way to make you miserable they, they, I, like it's such an watching this team can be so frustrating at times because there are all these interesting players i mean we talked about them earlier you know like all, especially the young players but even players who you know like juan mana and and Wayne Rooney, who I've enjoyed over the years, are 
Oh, you've enjoyed rendered. Them. I've enjoyed them. Yes, I've watched with pleasure. <laughs> I watched. I watched them move with pleasure. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, even they just just that. I, I don't know. It's it's stultifying watching them play. Yeah, yeah, it's true, but it's it's hard to figure out exactly what that team is about right now, and it's a grab bag which team shows up week to week. And I don't know, last last week I was talking about the triple captain on Martial because these two home fixtures in game week thirty four are so appealing. But um, but I oh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of triple captains, uh, uh-huh. I think you have an apology to make, Brandon, to have, our friend Gear Mel. Oh, Gear Mel. <laughs> oh man, Gear. If if you're even listening to this podcast, which which maybe you're not, uh, after what we did to you. I don't, do I have to? Do I have to? Do I have to take credit Just, for this? Let's, let's 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 hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, Gear Meld, I I need you to get in touch with us, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or through our email uh, on alwayscheating.com. Let me uh, know if the reason you triple captain Lukaku in game week thirty three <laughs> is because I said I was I would do it if I hadn't wild carded. <laughs> because uh, he's that, he's yeah. he's leading the most competitive mini league on the planet, the uh Hell Hell Super, Super League. And right, right. and he, he I mean he he it's got tough. a game week total of uh, like eighty five points or something like that. He's a great player, but but yeah, but that's that's boosted by the triple captaincy. <laughs> it would be it would be a more it would be more pedestrian eighty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Gare, please get in touch. I hope you do listen to the podcast and I hope you at least let us know whether Brandon in any way convinced you to triple captain. I, I really hope that he did because oh, that would be hilarious. I'll send you a handful of always cheating buttons if, if in fact <laughs> it was my fault, but maybe right, the that's... joke will be on us is that we'll all triple captain, uh, say Sergio Aguero in 34 and, and he'll get that's, a red card. Oh, is that where you're leaning? That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't think that. Sidebar, uh, all right. Sidebar to always cheating <laughs> listeners. I can't believe Josh fell for that uh, plant of the Sergio Aguero triple captain. Uh, all right. What were you saying, Josh? Okay, so uh, let's let's move on to the second. Uh, do they have a point? I can't remember. Uh, I guess we were we, well. We we sort of moved on to our second point already, which is Manchester United, and they are right. as per usual. We lost the plot. Like, <laughs> yeah, we lost the plot. So I, I guess rounding out Leicester and Spurs, you have to be considering these guys, if only for game week thirty-five, because right. you're going to need them, the two strongest teams in the league, who also have. A rare fixture in 35. Uh, I hoped you kept some of these guys. Yeah, and my thinking is, you know, as so I have Mares and I have uh, Vardy, I I may drop Mares for a double game week player, but it's hard to find a midfielder because I'm already tripled up on on uh, on uh, Liverpool and um, and Arsenal. It's hard to find a midfielder who fits the bill. You know, yeah. I mean. G.G. Wijnaldum, I'm not very excited about. And also, I don't really want to double up on a, on a Newcastle midfielder because I ha- I've doubled up on the Liverpool defense for insane reasons that I can't even explain anymore. Right. Uh, so, can you cram, you know, the, can their, you cram, their way cram Pyatt into that spot? Yeah, I, I think I actually could cram Pyatt into that spot. I already have Lanzini. I don't know if I need to double up on the West Ham uh, midfield. Seems like but, but they don't. But they don't. But they don't play in game week 35. So. Right. No, that's true. Gosh. So. 
Yeah, so you have to find someone who is going to play the double game week and the game week 35. The player who might actually fit the bill is Samir Nasri, which which would be a tricky one because I'm not sure if he fits in that team of David Silva is healthy. He might be back on the bench again. If if, if someone could tell me that Fabian Delph or Samir Nasri were going to play all like all three of the next Premier League fixtures, I think that like. Like if if David Silva injures his ankle like tomorrow, I think I would drop Mares and bring in Nazri. Okay. Uh, but outside of that, I'm just not sure because the problem is those the fixtures are excellent for Leicester. I mean, like they're they're like captainable fixtures in game week 34 and 35. You know, West Ham at home, Swansea at home. I mean, great fixtures for you know. The, the, I mean, it's Swansea's defense is is playing a little bit better, but Swansea's basically secured their spot. You know, they're good. In they're the, they're, they're, they're going to be putting their feet up here pretty soon. Yeah, they're they're on the beach, right? There's nothing there's nothing for them to play for. I mean, whether they finish in 16th or 14th or whatever, who cares? At Swansea, this point? Swansea's finally catching up to Andre Au's state of mind, where he has had nothing to play for the entire season. Apparently, <laughs> he, he hasn't played in like six weeks, right? He's he's got some some sort of injury. He's just hanging around. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's let's not forget about James Milner, who with two assists for Liverpool against Stoke yeah. this past week. He's at 6.5, so I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves with Liverpool talk. But yeah. um, if, so, you're th- if you're thinking of midfielders to slot in who play in game week 35 in that budget area, he's one to think about. Yeah. So I might be forced to go with a slightly embarrassing nine double game week players instead of the 10 or 11 that I'd <laughs> planned to plan play. Uh, you know, oh, one thing we're I all going to laugh at you. You know, I actually have enough money. The other move I could make is I could I could put Mares on the bench and I could bring in a double game week defender, which okay. might be an interesting option. Okay. Uh, because I could I could drop. Uh, um, well, let's, let's take a quick look here. I don't mean to, I, hopefully this is instructive and not just me like wanking about my own team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be the judge, Josh. Yeah. Okay. So I have um, I have point six in the bank right now. And I am not planning to start uh, Danny Simpson or um, or Delaney in uh, Game Week 34. So let's say I drop Delaney. Okay. So I would need to find a 4.9 million defender who would be worth playing in the double game weeks. I don't okay. think there's anyone on uh, Man City who's that cheap. Uh, and then you, and then you run to the Man U problem. Is like is anyone actually going to start both those games for Man U? Uh, and you're looking exclusively for people who play in game week 35? Well, actually, no, I guess that wouldn't be as necessary in because that case. Because then you might want to look at Watford, who have fixtures against West Brom and West Ham. Right. Yeah, Math. that's an interesting option. You know, who, anyway, every, everyone right. gets very titillated when I start talking about the Watford defense, I know. <laughs> All the Ake All right, fans so out there. Let's move past me. I would happily talk about me and just... <laughs> Things about me forever. We've we've done it before. All right. So our, our, <laughs> our next our next topic is Man United, which we've covered to a certain degree already. You know, they did have a disaster against Spurs, but they still, as we've said, have these great double game week fixtures coming up. Two of them, despite blanking in, in game week thirty five. The thing that plagues us is that defensive rotation, and uh, I mentioned Fosu Mensa. He's at three point nine. I hazard a guess he could be nailed on for. For both those fixtures, barring injury in game week thirty-four, but like you said, it's a, it's a guess. It's it just, is a it's guess. Not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Garamel, if you're listening, it's a guess. Really, you, you just want to make sure he starts in that Aston Villa game because there's no way Aston Villa is scoring in that match. 
No, no, it's, so it's even, very definitely. So even if he didn't start in the next match, you'd, it'd be okay. You know, like you'd be, it'd be fine. Do you think they'd sack Louis Van Gaal if Aston Villa wins that game? <laughs> Do you think they sack him right there? Well, now, now, no, because they're they're going to the uh, FA Cup semifinals, and that's probably enough to right to you know keep them with the club the rest of the season. Okay. Any, uh, anything else we need yeah. to say about United that we need to I know? I feel like we've. We covered them pretty extensively already. Yeah. Uh, all right. Everton. I mean, the, good, the, the, int- the fun thing about United is because of all these young, unproven players that are now starting, it, there are a lot of good, cheap options. The Lingards and, and Martials on that team. And yeah, Lingard, Lingard was a player I had until I made that late Vardy move. And then moving moving down from, from Kane to Vardy uh, opened up enough money to bring in, uh, to move uh, Lingard into Lanzini. I just right. felt like Lanzini had a better chance of, of scoring. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that brings us to Everton, which we've already talked about. Uh, uh, you know, is there anyone you'd bring in on Everton at this point, uh, based on what you just saw? Uh, I think Joel Robles is the one player that I would look at. Yeah. Uh, he looked fantastic. I don't know if you caught any of this match. I or watched to most it, of the second half while I was at work working. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did, there, he, he did look great. I mean, Crystal yeah. Palace didn't necessarily trouble him with some with uh, any great shots, but he made the saves when they counted. He collected the crosses when he had to. He looked very confident. Yeah, and uh, home to uh, home to Southampton, uh, decent chance of a clean sheet there. Uh, way to Liverpool, uh, probably not, but should rack up a lot of saves. Uh, he picked up six saves for me today, uh, which is he, he looks good, you know. And I think he's an interesting player for next mm-hmm. year too. Uh, Six saves, with, three uh, bonus. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, an eleven pointer from a from a keeper is a, is a pretty rare thing. Yeah, especially in a double game week. Yeah. So I, yeah, so Robles is the only player I would be looking at bringing in. There's no one in the midfield. If I didn't have Lukaku already, I certainly wouldn't bring him in now. Uh, no one in the defense, I wouldn't think. I mean, they're they're too expensive for what you're getting. They it's are, yeah. Look. On the wings, you have Baines and Coleman, who their prices are inflated for the great things they've done in previous seasons, certainly not this yeah. season. Jagielka is out with an injury. He may come back midway through the double game week for the Liverpool yeah. match, so, so that makes Funes Mori a bit of a risk. Yeah. So that leaves think- you with John Stones, which how much is John Stones anyway? Something like five point five. Not worth not worth looking up. That's for sure. You saw with the casual flip of my hand that I. This is this is the first time, by the way. In case no, because no one can see this. I'm sure people are never, picking up never, on the energy. Yeah, no, no. So the first time we've ever done a video a video podcast where we can actually see each other's recording. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very surreal. I don't I don't know where I am. And you're you're actually in the bottom left hand corner of my screen. You're kind of in the upper left. So I'm giving okay. you a, I'm giving you a little side eye when I look at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so sorry, right, listeners, so, you aren't going to be able to see us talking actually when we post this podcast. This is just a, for for our own benefit, right? It's it's, it's really to keep someone as ADD as me from like just slipping away in the middle of the conversation. Right. Uh, all right, the next team to discuss. So the key questions are organized around teams that have double game weeks, teams that we want to be thinking about. Uh, the next team in the list is uh, Arsenal. Um, and uh, the question now after Arsenal's uh, kind of insane 3-3 draw with yeah. with West Ham, really great way to start the weekend, though. I mean, you get so you get the goal. From, so you lose the clean sheet, which is annoying. Yeah. But you get the early goal from, uh, from Sanchez. And you're like, well, you're like, all right, fine. Yeah. You know, like, I, I got a goal from the yep. match. It's not that bad. Yep. 
uh, as someone who has Gabriel, I'm a little worried. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, Gabriel was a real, real trendy pick. You know, 4.3 million. Uh, looks like he's probably going to start him as every match down the stretch, uh, just given how Murtisacker is. Yeah, uh, having an uh, awful season. Like, yeah, having an awful season. It looks like he's like Murtisacker was never. Uh, he always looked like he was about 60, and now he's finally <laughs> playing <laughs> like it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's the rotation back there. So Gabriel kind of had an awful game marking Andy Carroll. Is he going to be punished for that? Is Murtisacker going to get a run out? And also, I was big upping Peter Chuck because of the double leading into their fixture in game week 35. I wanted him to be my set it and forget it keeper for the rest of the season. And you were arguing, of course, that Ospina on form, does he keep his spot? I I thought that was crazy, but... He did start... He did start. My assumption is it was a bit of a defensive disaster back there. And Czech, again, I mean, I, I really believe that he is he's he's the number one. And what they needed back there during that West Ham game was a yeah. real leader, a real presence. And that should have been Czech. I'd say the odds are better that you get two starts out of Czech than I, I do getting two starts out of Gabriel. Uh, it's going to be cra- the scores are going to be all over the place in this game week. I mean, it is it is it is crazy. You know, I, I was listening to there was a there's a good post on uh, the Transfer Hub website, uh, triggerlips.com, uh, where he was talking about how um, the real the really the problem with these chips is um, instead of adding more creativity to the game, they've actually taken away some of the creativity because yeah. it's, it's sort of put us in this position where. Almost everyone is wild carding at the same time, and then playing either the triple captain or the. Um, I should say when I say everyone, I mean a certain group sure. of, of yeah. Those, you know, people are taking the game super the seriously. Fi- the fifty people who are still playing the FPL at this point in the season, <laughs> right. exactly for us fifty, the Siraj uh, Garishas of the world. And so, so when stuff like that happens, there's this group thing takes over, and it's it's so hard to to not fall prey to it. You know, it's you know, like everyone and their mother is like, Gabrielle is an amazing option at four point three. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you're right. It's great. Two two home <laughs> fixtures. Fantastic. Glad I got that one all figured out. Yeah, it's all it's all sorted. <laughs> now, what I kind of wish I would have done is is just actually taken out Bellerin and brought in Gabrielle uh, four point three, and then use that money. Now I'm kind of regretting not having Ozil in my midfield. Yeah, you know, yeah, just for sure. Yeah. I, going going to two heavies in the mid uh, with Arsenal kind of feels like the way to go right now. Or um, it will be. There's a little recency there because they both scored on Saturday. But yeah, and still. recency with the Wobi as well. Speaking of cheap players, and there's definitely a rotation risk. A lot of people thinking that Walcott gets at least one game, gets at least one start Maybe. over a Wobi, even though he looked yeah. amazing in that West Ham game. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Walcott did. Now he didn't score, but he actually looked pretty good in that match uh, when he came on. So right. yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, Sanchez, do you think he's a must own? I I I feel like we were in this position last season, right? And Sanchez came back from injury, and he had maybe two games in a row where he scored, and. Right. You bring him in, and then at that point, it became the Santi Cazorla show for the rest of the season, and Sanchez went deadly quiet. The way I'm feeling right now, and I think a lot of people would it's hard it's hard to argue. Sanchez, he's got, what, two goals in a row. He, he's yeah. coming into form. He's, he's definite triple captain material. And uh, I think I think so, too. I, and you, I, I mean, because we did our rankings last week. I mean, you're, you're definitely... 
I mean, I guess we can get into it now just a little bit. So uh, I'll, I'll lay it out for you. And I, this is, there's no like, no games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having a hard time deciding between Sanchez and Aguero for my triple captain options. Yeah, that, that, I, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's I, interesting considering how Chelsea looked against Swansea. Uh, their defense, I mean, assuming Matt Miazga doesn't start, that defense could be a little more stout. But they, but they didn't yeah. look very good against uh, Swansea, and I could see Aguero having a bit of a field day. I could. It's it's just, it's it's very tough, you know. It's, it's Aguero really... plays midweek though in the Champions League. He maybe there's a little bit of fatigue there. However, I'm, okay, I'm going to psychoanalyze Aguero here. He plays right. midweek. There's a little bit of ex- exhaustion. He's had his 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 dainty little legs stepped all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but he misses a penalty, and he's probably really smarting from that and looking to looking for a little bit of psychological revenge, right? I think that if 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 Alexis Sanchez weren't, in my opinion, the overwhelming clear favorite uh, for the captain choice this week, which means that the vast majority of intelligent, you know, like top ten thousand managers are going to be captaining him, yeah, uh, I would be more inclined to bring him in. There's something about. You know, just given that I've had kind of a rough season that I want to make up some points that, you know, if if he goes wild for 40 points and Aguero hurts his knee and I get a one point or doubled, it's not as devastating to me as it would be if I were, you know, trying to crash into the top 2,500 or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's almost so Aguero almost feels like a bit of a calculated risk for me. Like, let's just go for it, you know, because, sure. you, you know, Aguero could could always go off. You know, it's always against anybody. It doesn't matter who he's playing. And then for uh, you, Firmino is third on your triple captain list? Well, yeah. I mean, I wish he'd looked – I mean, he actually looked okay in that match. Um, but I don't know. It We're just, recording that, that's, this that's before right. the Europa League fixture, I guess we should say. Yeah. So a lot can change uh, between now and the Firmino, time they play at Borussia. Yeah. I, I, Firmino feels a little a little. I, I mean, Aguero seems like enough of a differential for me uh, that I would – I could captain him instead. I don't really know that anyone else is on the table for me. I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone else. I mean, is, is Martial someone you'd actually think about triple captaining? Sure. So last week we listed our our favorites for triple captain, and neither of us mentioned Aguero, and we remarked upon that. And Martial was my second choice, second only to Alexis Sanchez. And if you look at my team picked for game week 34 right now, Alexis Sanchez has the captain armband and Aguero is vice captain. So yeah. I am struggling with the same question as you. And, and you're triple captain and not bench boosting as well, right? Could you bench boost if you wanted to? I could. I mean, sure, I could bench boost, but my bench would but, be. I, mean, I, would, your, I, I only yeah. have one double game week player on my bench, and that's Wayne Hennessy. And so right. I don't really okay. see that. That was the question. Is, yeah, yeah. Because if, if you were going to bench boost, you would have had to set it up during the wild card, I feel like. You would have yeah. had to. Because you want to have 15 players you know, for that. So, and I, and I really can't beef that up with my substitution, with my transfer, because I have to deal with Darmian and Phil Jagielka, who both look like they're not going to be participating to the max in the double game week. Right. So I have, I probably will have to deal with one or both of them with my transfers. And then on the bench, I've got Francis from, I've got a Bournemouth player and two Leicester players. So yeah, to answer your question, it's, it look, it's looking like an all out triple captain for game week 34. 
Yep, I think that's 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 what I'm. That's definitely where I'm leaning to. I wish you. I, if if, there, if I had any confidence that there was a a Man U defender that I could bring in, uh, I would feel a lot better about uh, my team going into yeah. game week thirty four. I, yeah. I just I I, I I I really you know I don't know. Just given given this rare opportunity to have almost a full team of of of, of double game week players it's kind of tempting to just squeeze one more in there you know yeah I hear uh, you. but i'm not really sure it's worth it i don't know <laughs> it's a tricky week yeah uh all right let's get to the next uh the next team we're discussing uh manchester city we actually kind of started to discuss that with aguero uh so okay so the champions league semis are between game week so man city is an interesting team too because they're they have trickier fixtures two-way fixtures uh although the uh newcastle fixture is um, only reasonably tricky i suppose uh, although Newcastle can occasionally be a tough place to play, we've seen it, you know, year in and year out. And they're, scra- uh, and I mean, they're scrapping they're for their scrapping lives. for their life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the Champions League semifinals between game week thirty five, thirty six, and thirty six, thirty seven. So I don't know that we'll see if we were going to see people, uh, players get rested. I don't think it would be um, for the double game week thirty five. It's possible that you could see Aguero come off the bench in game week, or I'm, I'm sorry, the game week thirty four. Right. It's possible. Yeah. You could see someone like Aguero or uh, KDB come off the bench in game week 35 as they're preparing to place, you know, Bayern or whatever in the first leg. Yep. Um, so I don't think, I think you could, you could safely bring in whoever you think their strongest starting 11 is. And there's a pretty good chance they're going to start both the, both the game weeks. Yeah, I totally agree because they're going to be trying to pick up, be picking up six points during this double game week to keep themselves in, uh, keep the distance between them and United who also have but, the double. The question is, if you were to bring in a player on Manchester City right now, assuming you already have Aguero, is there anyone you'd think about bringing in? I mean, like... It has to be De Bruyne. It has to be KDB. Okay, okay. Well, but KDB is is like a rearrange your team to bring in kind of guy. Yes, I'm I'm suffering from that right now. Like... (laughs) Well, he, yeah. he he totally corrupted my wild card, and uh, so I, I really need him to do something in thirty four. I'm a little biased. So let's say, okay, let's say let's say KDB's off the table for for financial reasons. Okay, uh, you want the you want the four bedroom house, but you're going with a <laughs> you're going for the little the little two bedroom for now, a starter home. Okay, uh, who's your who's your starter home uh, midfielder on this team? Uh, the options, I guess, would be uh, David Silva, although he's almost as expensive as KDB. Uh, Yaya Torre, but he's not really starting right now. Uh, Jesus Navas is an interesting option. Um, the the, the much loved who, Jesus Navas. I know, much much loathed, and, and rightly so. Uh, but he does have eight assists on the season. He only costs six point one. Uh, I think he'll probably start both of these matches. Uh, I don't. So he's, I don't know who they start instead of him. With uh, I mean, they're just key, Sterling, key Sterling injuries. Out. Yeah, I mean, maybe they play two up front, and and Boney gets to play. And ugh, how does that work out? I don't. So say Nasri yeah. and Silva both start, then I could see um, I could see Hazes Navas getting pushed out. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm if not, I brought in, yeah. If I brought in, if I dropped Riyad Mahrez for Jesus Navas, that would be like kind of an insane thing to do. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But this this Uh, Manchester City team is, uh, they're they're a strange team and I don't see that, they don't seem like a team that's worth taking a risk on mm -hmm. just because they've been so wildly inconsistent. And, you know, these are two away fixtures in the double and their away form has been absolute crap this entire season. 
So okay, so it let's, just I, doesn't seem like the yeah. way to punt on a I, on a city. I think you're or... probably right, but let's let's say you did want to punt. Let's okay. just let's just okay. let's just have some we'll fun. Still here, play on this game. Still play on this game. <laughs> I, because I think it's interesting. I mean, I think that there there are some differential options in this Man City midfield. If you're if you're trying to make up some money, and you're in a position like I'm in, which is that you've already you already tripled up on Arsenal, Liverpool, which are the two teams that you really want, and I don't think it's wise to bring in a Man U midfielder because it's a it's a it's a one game week punt, and then you have a hole in game week 35 that you got to fill. So right, you know, so it's an opportunity to have a differential on Man City. Um, who um, not a lot of people are going to own, you know. I mean, that's repetitive because that's what differential means. But uh-huh. uh, so if you had to, if you had to pick one, would you pick? Uh, would you pick Silva? Would you pick? Uh, excuse me, no, no, scrap Silva. Would okay. you pick um, Nasri, Fabian Delph, one of the Fernandos, the Fernando or Fernando, <laughs> the brothers Hermano? They're like the assassins from uh, the twin assassins from Breaking Bad. That's how I picture them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, Jesus Navas or Yaya Torre? I'll throw him in there too. Oh my! I mean, I I guess if you look at the course of the season, Navas has been the most consistent player and who's appeared in the starting eleven. Like he's most consistently started. He uh, has started. It looks like the last six game weeks in a row. So uh, he's picked up. Yeah, he's picked up two assists on the season. Uh, he has picked up one bonus point on the season. It seems a little low considering how many completed passes he must have, Josh, uh, you know, out there on the wing. We said this at the beginning of the podcast that we were all feeling a little angry, a little upset, a little depressed. I don't think we're helping our listeners get out of that hole by talking about <laughs> Jesus Navas. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably right. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. What about let's go. instead, instead of the midfield, why not, um, pick up a defender like Odomende? He's 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 a little expensive, but he's he's not, owned by he's, not point. Little, he's not a little expensive though. He's, he's a, a lot he's expensive. Incredible. He's a lot expensive. <laughs> but I would what? rather bring in Chris Smalling than well, other than then of course that's the problem we talked about before. But right. man, you have been fixture in thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Otamendi is interesting, although um, I believe the Vincent Company may be back this weekend. Oh yeah. no, actually, it's been pushed back to the twenty yeah. third of April, so maybe not. I, I thought earlier in the week it sounded like he might be back this weekend. Um, so yeah, company's back at some point, so I guess man, so I still feel, I'm still feel a little anxious about that Man City defense and they, and they are two away fixtures. I mean, I, I could see them conceded in both those matches. Yeah. Yeah. The way, the way Joe Hart was left, um, watching when that Sessegnon goal went in, I mean, granted Sessegnon hit that <laughs> ball about as hard as one can hit a ball, but, uh, you, there's just the odd goal that's always going to get past that, that, that keeper, Joe Hart. That crazy keeper, Joe Hart. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the final team on our list of teams to talk about for this game week. Uh, Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool. You say, yeah. you've written here, Brandon, uh-huh. gold standard, comma, but too many to choose from after the Stoke match? There were players on Liverpool that I didn't even know existed who played who played in that game. This Stuart yeah. guy? Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like he he's played maybe one or two other Premier League matches. I don't know. Was that if he never was played his... a professional match? That's incredible. He was just a fan of the stand. He was, a, he was a fan who won a contest. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, but yeah, there are there are just so many guys who who did something in that match, like uh, Oyo. Oyo. Yep, Oyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a real guy? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oyo. 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 And then uh, Origi. Sturridge, Sturridge, of course, fragile as he is, um, with so many matches coming up for Liverpool. They've got the Europa League, then they've got the... Uh, it's just nonstop for them. Sturridge yeah. is not going to start every single one of those games. Ariki is uh, in the same category. You, you don't really know if he's going to start every match either. You and know, it's, it's kind of a tricky. The forward you look positions at his... are so valuable, too. You just can't waste one <clears throat> on, on a guy like Origi. Well, can't you? I mean, he scored three goals in his last two matches, uh, scored a crucial away goal in Dortmund uh, last week, and uh, scored two in 45 minutes um, at home to Stoke. So I, I, I don't know that you can get away with not starting him. Uh, I mean, but again, it's, it's, you just don't know if he's going to start both the matches. You know, So is he going to start, if he started you know, way to Bournemouth and only got like a one-pointer at home to Everton a couple days later, then you're kind of... He's maybe not super valuable, even though he could score in that, in that away fixture. So, this is my biggest concern yeah. about my wild card. Is I got afraid of of all the options and all the fixtures coming up for Liverpool, and I did not bring in a single Liverpool player in my wild card. Interesting. And that that is definitely what's hurting my prospects for game week thirty five. So for me, because I have some defensive issues that need sorting out. I'm oh, I, I hope you. I hope you're bringing in Nate Klein, <laughs> your old friend Nate Klein. Oh who never God. got you a never got you a clean sheet, an assist, or a goal the entire like 27 weeks that you had him. Uh, total jackass, Nathaniel Klein. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy was amazing on Southampton last season, and he was just like the shackles were on him uh, under Brendan Brendan Rodgers. He just couldn't do anything, but he's the nailed-on start. I mean, I guess Moreno had a great game against Stoke. Um, I was talking to our friend Steven, who runs the Roto Premier League site, and he's a big Liverpool fan. And uh, I said to him, like, oh, great game for Moreno. Like, where did that come from? He's, he's kind of in a rut. And he said, yeah, great player. Dumb as a stump, though. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Brandon. Uh, Nate Klein has scored uh, one goal in the season, no assists. Uh, he's picked up nine clean sheets uh, in uh, 33 game weeks. How many bonus points do you think he's picked up over the whole season? Zero. Well, two. <laughs> okay. Two is two is insane. If for if a you, defender if you, if you, with the with, with the nine BPS. clean sheets and a goal, you should have more than two because I mean, given the way they do bonus points this season, like we saw this in the uh, in the uh, Leicester game uh, against Sunderland, it was like. I don't know how the points worked out that way, but somehow um, every defender got a every, got like every a defender was, of bonus points. <laughs> yeah, it's like Fuchs, you have two, and uh, <laughs> you Simpson, get a you bonus point. You get yeah, a bonus. Who, who, yeah, who you take a couple bonus points too? I don't know how three defenders got two bonus points, but it's crazy to me that Klein and one of them was in the first game of the season. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Klein, his only appeal is that he's nailed on, and, and I couldn't believe Colt. Colo Torre gets the start, and some, Torre and Skirtle, when you're thinking that's going to be Sacco and Lovren, that is yeah. like an FU to so many wild cards out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, Klein is still on by uh, just under 20% of managers. Yeah, um, it, 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 so, for me, uh, it, for me yeah. it definitely won't be Klein, because I think one, I also need to free up a little cash uh, looking at game week 35. So I need to bring you in think a game week... Stewart, uh, Jose Enrique might be interesting for you. Oh, Enrique, Enrique, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> what about your boy, uh, Stephen Calker? You thinking about bringing him in maybe? 
Well, I mean, he 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 does play out of position. He's OP. <laughs> I, I love a good OP fantasy player. So uh, yeah, you know. he's out of position because he's, he's, he's the bench is a position. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's rough to select there. I mean, a guy like Milner, sadly, uh, is is one of your better options because of his price tag and his likelihood of playing every every game. Well, this is a, so, so Tom Butcher says, uh, who would you sign, uh, Moreno, Coutinho, Firmino, or an extra Arsenal player to go with Bellerin and Sanchez? Yeah, uh, it's it's a really good question. If you're looking at the Liverpool midfielder, it's a choice between Coutinho and Firmino, and I try not to have my thinking clouded by me thinking about our head-to-head every every mm-hmm. moment. But mm-hmm. f- for... <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm, I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think about that too. <laughs> it's Firmino. <laughs> like I, think, I think for yeah. me it's Firmino. I, it's, a, it's a little scary that Coutinho didn't get a start on the weekend and certainly arresting him from the Europa League, I expect. But, but Firmino is, is the one I would get. Okay. Don't you agree? Yeah. Well, I guess so. It, it's tricky. Uh, I, I think I would actually rather have Ozil than Firmino at the moment. Uh, if I had Ozil, I might even think about triple captaining him. Actually, oh, okay. uh, I just I thought he looked a lot better in this match, and I mean, there's a pretty good chance you can get like 25 points from Ozil. You know, a triple. <laughs> that's before the you know you get 75 points from Ozil. So I mean, uh, that's a good point. If you're not already tripled up on Arsenal, you don't have to look at Liverpool players because Arsenal. Like Liverpool have the double and game week thirty five. Yeah, he's not. He's he's a bit more. He's not that much more. I think about like one point six million or so. Uh, yeah, Coutinho. I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about Coutinho because I think he was just being rested. Uh, but I just don't like to have Coutinho on my team because I think he's too streaky and yeah. uh, you know just too too inclined to just do nothing at all. Uh, Firmino is kind of the same way, but I just think he's explosive enough that he's worth uh, taking. I mean, to go back to your original question, I, I yeah, if I had to bring in. If I didn't have any Liverpool players and I had to bring in one, and my keeper situation was already solved, then I would bring in um, I would bring in Firmino. Um, I do think that uh, Mignolet is an underrated keeper option for um, for the double game week. How much does Mignolet cost? Uh, he's pretty cheap. Uh, asking see. for a friend. He's, yeah, he's four point nine. Okay. So, yeah, that is. You know, I, I yeah. he must have dipped. He he must have been priced at five point at the start of the season. Yeah, he must have been. Uh, but because Schmeichel's price had risen, I was actually able to uh, – it was almost a like-for-like like move. I think it cost me 0. 0.1 uh, to move from Schmeichel to Mignolet. And then I brought in Danny Simpson at 4.2, so I still had my my Lester coverage. Right. There was that point at which uh, he was dropped for Adam Bogdan. That that might have hurt his ownership a little bit. Poor, poor Simone. Yeah, I, he's looked a little better of late. Uh, okay, so those are the ones we wanted to focus on. Uh, other da- double game week teams to consider. I don't want to go through all of these in any kind of depth, but uh, you know, West Ham, uh, Pyatt, very disappointing. It's actually a player that a lot of people had had held on to through the wild card, and then he came through. It's, it's kind of extraordinary that uh, Pyatt picked up. Uh, or the, the, yeah, the, the West Ham scored three goals, and Pyatt was not involved in any of those three. I mean, he's such, yeah. such a player. Yeah, it is incredible. Very incredible. Andy Carroll, like Carroll, is he worth? Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be Andy Carroll's game for the season. Like I know, I, like, I, like, I like like just let him have that game. Don't <laughs> let him insert himself into your into your logic for the FPL. Even though yeah. they've got the doubles coming up and Sacco is is injured, he's out. 
um, indefinitely or, or for some period. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's feuding with, uh, with, with his coach. I think there's, there's some sort of issue with Billich and, oh, and interesting. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Carroll, Carroll gets a lot of starts through the rest of the season. Uh, I love Lanzini at 4.9. Uh, had, had a, had a goal, a marginally offsides goal disallowed today. Uh, just playing really well. It uh, looked super dangerous. He had a goal offside almost, goal almost disallowed goal. against Arsenal as well. That's right, he did, and he almost scored another like a really <laughs> a very very cheeky goal in like yeah. the first fifteen minutes of the match. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I in the end I I decided to to get rid of Payet and go with Lanzini. Um, I, I don't you feel like eventually they're gonna have to start playing Payet a little bit differently, like just like just not even touch him when he's like. Eight feet behind the penalty box, you know, behind the um, yeah, the 18 box yeah. because uh, he is just like I mean the slightest touch and he crumbles, you know. Well, like a, you can't then you can't, on a you can't you can't touch anybody on that team around the periphery of the 18 yard box because <laughs> they'll 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 just put him they'll just basically like put him on the free throw line if they get amazing. Fouled. It's like it's like he's such a sniper, you know. It's like that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so I'm a little nervous about not having him for the double game week, but there's there's no. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't think I bring him in though. Well, I just don't. As weird yeah. as weird as 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 major a player as Payet is, Lanzini seems adequate cover just the way he's looked the last couple of game weeks. I, I totally agree, and it's such a huge help to your budget. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Watford, uh, I just don't. I, I don't see it. I, you know, I would love to uh, to to bring in Dini or Gallo just because uh, I think uh, Dini in particular. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> I'm not mad at him. You know, I, 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 I all I got were the assists. You know, I didn't get the like nine goals that he came was later. sort of. He was his his uh, drought at the start of the season was in some ways the spark that that lit the fire that was the disaster that has been your fantasy season. That was, that was poetic. Uh, by the way, Callan Wilson, you see that he's back? He's back. He's back and healthy. Yeah, he's, he's back and healthy and playing for Bournemouth. I was reminded of this because when I logged into the FPL site tonight, um, I, I love seeing who they put on the um, like the Photoshop display of the four players in action on the FPL login screen. Mm-hmm. So when I logged in tonight, you had uh, Callan Wilson, you had Andre Ayew, you had uh, Eden Hazard. And I don't remember who the, who the fourth player was, but I don't know who puts those photoshops together. But they does Hazard still play for Chelsea? I don't know. <laughs> I think he plays for the Vancouver Whitecaps now. Uh, all right, so yeah, we're not we're not feeling Watford, right? I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah, uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, it's it's worked out great, you know, two clean sheets in a row. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think we had our fun this week yeah, with Crystal exactly. Palace. It's probably over for them. We had plenty of fun, though. It was good, good fun. <laughs> good, clean uh, fun. West Brom. West they're, Brom they're, on 38, they're on 38 points now. They're good. They they can just chill out. Yeah, it brings us to the final two teams I want to talk about. Uh, and again, just briefly, uh, West Brom and Newcastle. Uh, the two teams that I think are worth taking at least a slightly longer look at because they both have uh, fixtures in game week 35, uh, which the other, other three teams don't. Uh, so West Brom... Uh, who would you bring in is the problem who, you know, I mean, maybe I, you know, Rondon is Rondon injured the, now. He, he, yeah, he, he limped might off. Be, he limped off yeah. injured in their last game. So it may be that, that he's not good. Sato Barahino is, I mean, is perhaps doesn't show anything. 
uh, you know, I mean, Fletcher, Gardner, McLean. I mean, they have, McLean, they have that like, army army of uh, would be rugby players in their <laughs> midfield. It's hard to tell them all apart. The McLean's yeah. uh, uh, McLean's uh, playing the, the wrong sport of the world. McLean should be an Aussie rules football player. He should not be a uh, English Premier League player. Uh, I the Sessegnon, that goal was like one hundred percent fire emoji uh, yeah. against Joe Hart. But that again, like like Andy Carroll, that'll be his moment for the season. Uh, Gareth McCauley, you know, like one of the defenders. I don't know. Do you like yellow cards? Because then I can <laughs> offer you Claudio Jakob at four point four million. Uh, I guess Ben Foster is an option. The problem is their game week 35 is away to Tottenham. So you're not, you know, if, if you're if you're bringing in a, a West Brom player because you get the fixture in game week 35, yeah. good chance you're getting somewhere between one points, two points, and zero points in that game. Okay, somebody offers you an ultimatum. It's West Brom or your life. You're bringing in a West Brom defender who can score in a corner kick like Gareth McCauley or, um, or Dawson. I think it's McCauley or Dawson. Those are your only options. What about Jimmy Chester? Can I bring in Jimmy Chester? If you like that, that, yeah, it's your choice. I'll bring in Jimmy Chester, who uh, had quite a few nice, I don't know, quite a few, he had like two nice goals for Hull City last year. Are you telling me uh, right now you're going to bring him in? Is that a guarantee? (laughs) If it was was a West Brommer in my life, then yes. Otherwise, no. (laughs) I'm not bringing any in. Got it. Uh, What about Newcastle? They're a slightly more interesting team to think about. Well, yeah, so I guess it's Andros Townsend. He scores a goal, so that's interesting. Interesting. Gigi Wijnaldum? I guess. What has he done lately? He's done a lot. He's done a lot of good, like in the community. <laughs> he's, done, he's done good work, you know, just the good charitable deeds. It just, it's just asking too much. That team is so crummy. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're just such crap. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see it. I don't see any bet worth making there i don't either especially if, when if, one of the double game weeks is a is that swansea defense looks great and they have for maybe what five or six weeks in a row now actually I mean, williams, williams is totally awesome boss. yeah exactly so i think that that could be like a one nothing game one way or the other you know i mean i, I it's possible they keep a clean sheet or something, but uh, you know I don't think like I don't think anyone's going to explode on this team. Like yeah. I'd rather I think I'd rather have Riyad Mahrez for one week than any of these midfielders for or two. Or even even Lanzini, who's playing on a really great team at a much more so he's four point nine compared to John Joe Shelby. He's five point yep. three, and there's no way Shelby's Shelby couldn't outscore Andre Ayew this season. There's no way he's outscoring uh, our main man Lanzini. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> We're in agreement, my friend. Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> all right, so uh, I think that's it. I think we've we've covered some ground here. Okay, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I want to feel positive. Um, uh-huh. I think it's time that I take control. Okay, so we spent a lot of time on our wild card, sort of playing defense and trying to figure out what the template is, getting right. getting into the minds of other managers. I think our mission going into the double in thirty four is to be our own our own managers. And to have fun, okay. be cavalier, be brave, okay. be bold. Are you saying this to me, or is this like just you're saying this? Like, are you trying to pump yourself up right now? Yeah, I'm basically giving a speech like I'm uh, Bill Pullman in uh, Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ID. Are you ready for ID two? ID four two. Summer. Yeah, there's a sequel coming out this summer. Oh, I'm I'm more than ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, 
All right, B. It's been good talking to you. Yeah. All right. Don't forget to subscribe to Always Cheating. Um, if you're a new listener, make sure you don't miss an episode. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher Radio. Basically, any way you get your podcast. And feel free to write us a review, um, a favorable review. That that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And, of course, as we've said multiple times in the podcast, we're on Twitter at, at Hail Cheaters and Always Cheating on Facebook. Um, and feel feel free to email us to uh, hailcheaters at gmail.com. Josh, we had a really great time at Yankee Stadium the other day. We saw our our good friend and loyal listener, Quadro Poku, came on for NYCFC <laughs> as a substitute. I, I, I was so excited I took a picture of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Poku forever, Josh. Yeah, Poku forever. Right, Cheers. Hail, hail cheaters. <laughs>